Yeah, so I am using, um, there's like sites that, like there's this website called Fiverr. I think everybody is yeah. aware of this, but on Fiverr, you're able to hire paid individuals. And, right. uh, you know, some people are offering TikTok, paid TikToks, and some people are putting up flyers in their own, you know, their own region of Los Angeles or wherever they're at. So they're able to like uh, promote the, the area that I would like to promote. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where each episode we share the stories of individuals that are living out their bucket slash life goal lists. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guests' adventures, my goal is that you will find encouragement and empowerment to add and cross items off of your list. Welcome everyone to the show. I'm excited that you're here with us again this week, and I am looking forward to this conversation. A lot of times we put on our bucket list things that um, can help others, and that's that could be your whole bucket list if you wanted to. Our guest today, she's done just that. So I would like to introduce Larissa Ma to you. She describes herself as a business owner, a philanthropist, and an entrepreneur. Larissa, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So tell us what it is that you crossed off your list. So I have crossed out developing a motivational app. I have always longed to create an app and I think I found the right one. And I'm so glad that I have crossed it out. Awesome. So what was it that you say you've always wanted to do it? It's been in your head. Um, what was it about develop an app? And then we can talk about what, why this specific app. But what was it about having an app or developing an app that, that got you excited about putting it on your list? So I, I have heard of the app concept before, and I, I feel like there was like this phase where apps were starting to pop up and new apps and new ideas. And I just had a feeling that I just needed to create the right app for motivational quotes. I had been uh. doing other quotes that are there, but they weren't relating. So I, I felt like I need to go out and create the right one for me. Tell us the name of the app. It's the Intelligence Quotes app. Okay. And so explain what it does for us. Yes. Yeah, so it's basically an app that is on a schedule. So you're able to schedule the quotes to be sent to you as a text message. You're able to schedule the quote to send you an email, schedule a pop-up, and you could choose a random quote to be sent to you. So like a random religious quote in your religious category or a specific quote at a certain time. But basically, you're able to schedule the quotes that you want uh, to be sent and received to you in the ways that you want to receive it. Wow, that's really cool. And so do you just have a big database of quotes? Can people enter quotes of their own? Um, so currently, people can't enter quotes, but I'm more than happy to have more people like submit quotes to me and then I could um, mm. add it into the database. Okay, cool. I, I really like that. Um I, I like looking at quotes from uh, people, especially people that are disruptors uh, and challenge the system. So that might be something that I would really enjoy. Uh, and so why why this type of app? You said you said you couldn't find anything that was out there. Is the, what's it about motivational quotes that you think is important, at least for you and, and, and all the people that will wind up using your app? Yeah, so what had happened, I would spend a lot of time on YouTube reading through like an hour of videos of quotes, and they would say the quote to you, and that would be in a certain order. 
And sometimes it would take one hour, even an hour and a half after my, my day at the office to find the right quote. Mm -hmm. And it was very time consuming to just get to the right quote in that sense. Um, there are apps, but some apps had like some scenery that was too blurry or it wasn't focused right or the same photo and it wasn't able to change. So there was a few aspects to the app that I didn't really relate with, I would say. And so I feel like now that my app has, you know, whatever I have in my app, it feels more, it feels more like me. It feels like it's my app. And how are you transferring that to others that will use it? Yeah, so the app is a creative app. So it's, I have a very beautiful, like creative artwork in the main menu. So it's not a generic photograph of an ocean or, a, you know, something of that sort. It's a, like a creatives that are created by a creator in the general the the main screen and the background can also change colors it could be black white pink purple green and so you as a user could choose the color that you like the best and so it would feel more customizable to the user and not only that um, they're able to receive the quote in different ways such as um, some people like to hear the quote some people like the text message so the user will be able to receive the quote in the ways that they want to receive the quote that's cool. Were you a programmer, no code, or how did you do the technical side of this creating an app? Did you learn it yourself? How did you get to that point of being yeah, able to Yeah, it's a learn it yourself, you could say. So on YouTube, there was this, uh, there's many, many, many programs, you know, many different apps that I had gone through and just went through this. Since it's one coding language only, I'm doing for Apple coding only. So it's Swift code and uh, there, this is, there's only one type of code to learn. There's not like C++ or all right. of these other ones to learn. It's only one type of language. And there is a lot of many easy tutorials of creating apps on YouTube. So it's um, like, I, I think like there's a lot of tutorials already. And I've, I've, I had taken a class or two, like a few classes on the Swift. And so I, I think I have a, a good background to create an app. In the UI perspective, I had already known what I want the buttons mm -hmm. to look like, various screens. I had known how I want to format this already. I had it visualized, so I didn't really need to see other people's designs since I already knew how I wanted my design to be. That's amazing. So you're a one-woman operation? Um, currently, yes, but in the future, I'm going to have to need uh, more team members to help with the back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. Understand, I understand that piece. And so the other question I have, how do you choose the quotes? Like, is it, is it just stuff you like or if you do, I mean, how large is that database? Yeah, so currently the database is a thousand to two thousand words. Um, I'm planning on expanding or a thousand to two thousand quotes, sorry, a mm -hmm. thousand to two thousand quotes. And I'm ex planning to expand it to 10,000 or more quotes. Um, so this is like manually inputted by me, a thousand right. to two thousand like quotes in there. But um, I'm planning to, you know, find other databases that have very similar quotes that maybe are not in other apps, like special. Let's say there's new new influencers and they haven't mm -hmm. created a database. I would create databases off of various individuals that I personally feel that are maybe relevant in the in the general like in the general community or I could relate with. And so you were talking about like religious quotes or other quotes, uh, once you put them in the database, do they have different tags on them so they can wind up in different categories? 
so the database has there's a back end of input and the mm -hmm. back end of input looks very similar to the front end of like in the app so in the app you see category is religion and then in the religious quotes there's like islam christian so the islam nice. and christian folders are separate folders in the back end as well okay. and you could simply input it in the direct uh, section or whichever sport football you put in the football section nice and so is there a specific user that you have in mind when you're putting this together or do you think the characteristics of like the person that'll wind up using this app will look like yeah so it's i was ultimately um the demographic that i'm viewing is mostly myself so someone in the ages of like maybe high school up to about maybe 35 40 years old so either a woman in this age range but men as well i'm not really gender specific, but I think like um, someone who's like the new millennial or new Gen Z, like the Gen Z and X's, you know, those, those, those categories. I think this is my demographics that I'm looking toward. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and so what was the hardest thing you said you had to like, this is a kind of a DIY project, do it yourself. Um, what was the hardest thing that you had to uh, overcome or learn as you cross this item off as you develop the app? I think balancing my, my, like, my work apart from the app, mm -hmm. so the time, you know, balancing the time and then being able to not be too over frustrated from any anything that happened in the app. I'm not too overly frustrated about it when I had went to the office. So I think the time management. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, Live Out Your List, Finding Joy Through a Bucket List Lifestyle. The book covers the three stages of the lifestyle, including bucket list mindset, bucket list creation, and bucket list management. It provides tips and strategies to enhance wherever you are in your bucket list journey. To learn more about the book and to receive 10% off when you purchase the ebook, visit crossingitoffpodcast.com backslash book. Purchase the book today and start to live out your list. Now back to the show. Yeah, so that, that when we do these kind of things, even like podcasting, it's, you know, it's, tends to be a side project or what people would call a side hustle. And that, you know, that takes a lot of time management. So you develop an app and then the next step is to get people to use it, right? Uh, like having a podcast and getting people to listen to it. What are, what are some of the things you're doing to help brand this app and get people to know that it exists? Yeah, so um, what I'm doing to market my app, there is some actually um, people that I'm um, marketing to are marketing to students. So mm -hmm. university students or any like school students, but mostly university or college students. So I'm putting up flyers in many different like um, campuses throughout the nation of the U.S. as well as other uh, other countries as well, like in the U.K. or Australia. So I'm putting up flyers in many different uh, universities. I'm also um, having TikTokers promote my app. So oh, nice. there's a few TikTokers that um, will be like promoting it, and I'm you know I'm teaming up with them, and we're we're making like a team to just promote this app and just explain it and just explain to people if, if somebody is interested in this type of, you know, way of receiving the motivation. And I am doing some personal branding in my own personal pages on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. 
I am also promoting my app as well. So these are great sites to find uh, more about the app. Nice. We will put all those in the show notes. Um, when you say, I'm just curious, when you say you're, you're putting up flyers at, at universities, are you hiring students to do that for you? Or how, how do you make that happen? Yeah, so I am using, um, there's like sites that like, there's this website called Fiverr. I think everybody is yeah. aware of this, but on Fiverr, you're able to hire um, like paid gigs or paid, paid, uh, paid individuals. And, right. uh, you know, some people are offering TikTok, paid TikToks, and some people are putting up flyers in their own, you know, their own region of Los Angeles or wherever they're at. So they're able to like uh, promote the, the area that I would like to promote. Nice. That's a, that's a very ingenious way to do that. I did not think about that. That's a, that's pretty smart. So yeah, um, I was, yeah, I was kind of copying from not copying, but I was looking at and getting inspired from Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. how he had it marketed to his own teammates. But interesting. I think because it's motivational people in the four years of schooling, they have a, sometimes a very hard time going through those four years. And I mm-hmm. think that's the perfect group to market this app. Yeah, that's a, that's ingenious. I love it. What kind of support did you need? Not just like technical support, but like, did you, did you have family support? What was, was you were doing this and creating this app? What kind of support did you look for? Um, it's funny uh, because I didn't really look like normally when you start a business or an app, people look for financial support, such as like having a budget for marketing and various things. I already have the budget, so I don't need to look for financial support. Um, the support that I'm going to be looking in the future would be customer service. But do, do you mean like support as an emotional support or oh, what? It could be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. Um, I didn't really need any since I knew the exact app and I knew this mm-hmm. was the thing that gave me the motivation. So the app actually gave me the motivation. So this isn't your normal job or the, the thing you normally do. You, we've kind of called it, defined it as a side hustle. What was the response from your friends and family when you said, hey, I'm going to become an app developer in my spare time? Um, they were like, not confused, but they're like, wow, she, it's probably that sibling, you know, they sort of kind of looked at me like that. Okay. You're the sibling who would have been doing this, you know? Right. Explain that a little bit more. Um, like they didn't really think that it would not be me creating the app. Like it, they assumed, yes, she's probably developing an app already, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was something that just natural fit for who you are. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what they thought. So they didn't really think like, wow, that must be tough or difficult. But they may have thought for them, it must have been tough or difficult. But since Mm -hmm. I had, I've been planning of developing this a long time, you know, before even learning coding that I was like, you know, I know this, I have to create this. This is something that I really, really want and need. Yeah. And in this process of developing this app, what was like the one thing that you, um, learned about yourself i learned that do not take the mistakes too seriously Mm. since down the road you can you know adjust it and it will be completed so do not take any any errors or anything that anything that comes up do not take it too seriously (laughs) yeah (laughs) i uh i actually uploaded um the when i do this show i i edit the show completely and I actually uploaded the raw version once. 
and, and I was so mad at myself and I just said okay mistakes are going to happen and I was talking to other podcasters and they were like yeah I've done that <laughs> so I think you just you have to be that kind to yourself uh, and as you're learning uh, that's real important if somebody else wanted to do this somebody said hey I'm thinking about uh, building my own app and doing this and they were talking to you what is the one thing you'd say hey when you do this you have to what what would they have to do Yes, so I think they should go to Code with Chris. So Code with Chris is a coder and he basically does Swift coding. He, he has a program and a class that you would go to and everything, but basically Code with Chris is really great to learn coding, especially if you have minimal coding background or developing background. So mm -hmm. Code with Chris is really great with uh, like guiding you through the steps. And then he has his class as well that you could take. And I think he's a really good developer. Is that, is that a YouTube channel or does it have a website? YouTube channel. So Code okay, with Chris, he great. has a website as well, but I, I think uh, I found him from YouTube. Okay. We will put those in the show notes to, uh, for other people if they're looking for some, some help with that. What is, Larissa, something on your bucket list that you haven't crossed off yet that's different from or not related to developing this app? That is a good question. I don't know what is on my bucket list that I have not crossed out. I think it's more of just like traveling uh -huh. in general. It's not a specific state or country or anything. Okay. And what about traveling excites you? I just want to go out and meet other people from all other places. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing, especially during this time. Is there something that motivates you to do that? Um, not necessarily. It's just, I have been studying and studying and creating various projects and I've been having various, you know, adventures or various adventures that I've been doing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not like interactive with individuals. It's more just create a team, create a project. And it's not like networking or socializing. So just because this is the socializing aspect, mm. I would be, I would want to focus on the socializing aspect in the future. Yeah, that's some real intentful uh, mindset about traveling. And I think that's an awesome thing to have. Um, with that mindset you have, you could literally just go to the airport and buy a plane ticket and go anywhere, decide where you want to go on the spot. So that's a, that's a good thing. Larissa, thank you so much for being with us and sharing your story. Uh, wish you all the success in the world. Can you tell us where we can get more information and, and find you on the internet and find out more information about the app? Yep. Uh, so my TikTok, Instagram, and YouTubes are official Larissa Ma, and the app is at intelligenceapp.square.site. So it's uh, it's a website, and it will link to the app. Nice. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much for being here, and best of luck to you. Thank you for having me. As a reminder to our listeners, in this episode's show notes, you will find links to learn more about this week's guests and information on how you can cross this item off of your list. You can follow my adventures of crossing items off my bucket list on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, new episodes of this podcast are available to stream every Friday morning. We will meet you here next week. And until then, keep living out your list.